At Wildwood Community Church, we are for following Jesus together to the glory of God. We're for the church, for the community, for the nations, and for the next generation. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. Today, we're, we're going to have the opportunity to uh, share some stories of what God has done. But before we do that, I want to just ask a very simple question. That question is this. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking about right now? Some of you are thinking about 4534. Took a minute, but you got there eventually. Some of you are, are thinking about that. Others of you might be thinking about some of the things that, that we talked about as a family as we gathered over Christmas. We got a chance to be together with our extended family, and, and I remember one of the days as we gathered as a family, uh, different people would come in and share updates on the stock market like it was a score on a football game. Maybe you're thinking about that, what you've lost or what you've gained or what you hope to gain or what you think you're going to lose. Maybe you're thinking about some of that. Maybe you're also thinking about what some other members of my family were, were thinking about. One, one set of family is moving from one city to another, and I spent some time talking to my, my niece and my nephews about the expectation of the new year and some intrepidation they had about starting a new school. Maybe you're thinking about something new that's coming in the new year, and you're a little nervous about it. It's what's going on inside of your, your brain. Maybe you're starting a new job or something like that. Maybe you're thinking about the holidays, what you got or what you didn't get. You know, at this time of year, there's a number of things that we might be thinking about. But, it, but I, here's the thing. I, I'm sure that everybody in this room would love to have peace. We would love to have peace in our life. We'd love to have hope. We'd love to enter the new year excited about what is to come. And yet, some of the things that we think about don't lead to that peace. They don't lead to that contentment. How do we have a, a peace? How do we have a joy that transcends our circumstance? Well, in Paul's letter to the Philippians, in Philippians chapter 4, he gives us a secret. He points us in the direction of how we can have peace, the peace of God that transcends our circumstance. And it has to do with what's going on behind our eyes, what we're thinking about. The Apostle Paul, who was in prison at the time he wrote this, says this. He says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. The Apostle Paul lets us know that what we think about has an impact on our experience of the peace of God, a peace that is available to us, but that we hide from when we let our minds dwell on so many of the circumstances that surround us. The way that we get past that into an experience of the peace of God is when we think on the commendable, praiseworthy things. Well, well, what is that? Well, ultimately, what is commendable, what is praiseworthy is something that exists beyond this world. It's the reality of God and His character and His work among us. In Psalm 145 and verse 5, 
The, the psalmist writes and says this, he says, on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. He's echoing the same sentiment that, that Paul does. He reminds us to think on the things that are commendable and praiseworthy, to meditate on the wondrous works of our God. You know, as we end 2018 and prepare to begin 2019, it's appropriate for us to meditate on the works of God, not only his character, but how that character has impacted us as a church family over the last 12 months. You know, we've, we've done that as we've sung songs today that remind us of the character of God. Um, but we're also going to do that as we share some testimonies today of how God has worked among us, encouraging each of us to meditate on the wondrous works of God, to reflect upon his majesty among us. And this morning, as we do that, I want us to do that in, in really four movements, you know, this year as a church, we celebrated our 50th anniversary. And as we celebrated that 50th anniversary, we, we looked back and we, we reset our, our mission, or rearticulated the same old mission that Christ gave the church 2,000 years ago. We say that our mission is that we are for following Jesus together to the glory of God. And being for following Jesus, we have a number of different spheres of opportunity where Jesus invites us to have an influence for him. We talk about being for the church and for the community, for the nations and for the next generation. And this morning, as we remember and meditate on the majesty of what God has done among us, I want us to think in those four movements of ways that we've seen God work around here in the last 12 months. The first section I want us to think about is, is being for the church. And when I think about the ways that, that God has shown his goodness to us as a church family over the last 12 months, I could, I could give so many different examples, and so could you. But in the midst of that, one of the things that rises to the top is that this was the year that we celebrated our 50th anniversary. In 1968, the church, Wildwood Community Church, began. And for 50 years, God has Use this as an outpost in our community, a place of encouragement and hope and light and life. And we remembered that back in September. And one of the ways that we remembered God's faithfulness to Wildwood over those 50 years was through a video brief history as a church. And so as we gather here today, I thought we could just watch that short history again and remember some of God's faithfulness as we've been for the church here in this community for the last 50 years. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus confidently declares, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And one element that Jesus uses in growing his church are the spiritual leaders that he gives to it. And our first pastoral leaders were Dick and Linda Gerbrandt, who were missionaries to the Comanche Indians in Southwest Oklahoma. And after retiring as a missionary in 1966, at the age of 55, Dick began a Bible study with college students at OU. And two years later, Wildwood was born with Dick serving then as its first pastor. In 1974, Dick stepped aside as Lyle and Ruth Ann Cunningham came to Wildwood. 
And Lyle served as Wildwood's second pastor for four years before leaving to take another opportunity. In 1979, Bruce and Janet Hess came to Norman, and I served as senior pastor for 37 years until 2016 when I handed off the leadership baton to Mark Robinson. It was a smooth transition for Mark and Kimberly had served on church staff for 15 years prior to that. You know, as families, we often trace our family history by the homes in which we have lived, and the same thing can be true of a church family. And Wildwood began in its earliest years, very much like the children of Israel, wandering from meeting place to meeting place, often meeting in garages in various homes in the city of Norman. In 1973, Wildwood purchased its first property at the corner of Rock Creek Road and Northeast 9th, three acres and an older home. And again, the church met for worship in the garage and then used the other rooms in the house for children's ministry and Sunday school. In 1976, Wildwood built its first church facility on Rock Creek Road, a building that today is the home of Northeast Baptist. In 1985, God opened the door of opportunity to move to our current location, what was then a bankrupted indoor-outdoor tennis facility called Redlands Racquet Club. And that move from Rock Creek Road to our current location was a bold move of faith on the part of the church family. But through all of the moves, one thing has always been true. The chief shepherd has clearly demonstrated his generous grace and faithful provision as we have sought to follow Jesus for his honor and glory. Over the past 20 years, God has blessed Wildwood with steady growth. And one of the ways to measure that growth is through construction. In 2002, we moved into our new worship center and gathering hall. And then in 2011, we built our children's ministry space. Over the years, God has blessed us not only with those facilities, but the funds to pay for them. We're currently debt-free. And also the people to fill them. We've seen lives come to faith in Christ and grow in their relationship with Him in these places. Wildwood is for the next generation following Christ. This is a guiding principle for us here at Wildwood. One of the evidences of that is that we have 400 people who volunteer their time in our ministries to children and students, birth all the way through college ministry age. One of the blessings of that is that we've seen over 1,000 children and students come to Wildwood either for a Sunday morning, a Wednesday night, or a special event in the last 12 months alone. And we feel the fruit of that at our baptism services where we've heard the stories of hundreds of students in the last several years who have placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Wildwood is also for the nations following Christ, and we're privileged to partner with over two dozen missionaries ministering on five continents around the world, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and everything from ministries of compassion to church planning to Bible translation. Back in 2011, we were able to triple our investment in outreach-focused ministries through our Ready for Takeoff program, and we're excited to see the next steps for where God is going to take us around the world together. For 2,000 years, Jesus has been building his church. And by God's grace, for the past 50 years, we've been blessed to have him build a portion of it here at Wildwood. You know, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says to his disciples that they will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We've been blessed for the past 50 years to be a part of reaching our Jerusalem, Norman, to be a part of reaching our Judea, Samaria, the United States, and North America but also to be a part of reaching the ends of the earth as we've sent teams to the Yucatan Peninsula, Latvia, North Africa, Nicaragua, Asia, and beyond. 
We're excited to be following Christ, and we would love to have you join us in following Jesus together to the glory of God. You know, you know, there are so many different facets of ministry mentioned in there, and I just when I watch that, I think of all the different lives that God has touched and reached and blessed through the ministry of Wildwood, but it's ultimately been the hand of the Lord that has been at work. And so we just want to give Him praise for all of that and meditate on His majesty and His wondrous works in that regard. So we are for the church. But one of the other things that God has, has done this past year is He's allowed us to be for the community. And there are a number of different outreach opportunities that Wildwood has participated in in being for the community. We've had our outreach with Mission Norman. We hosted the Christmas shop this last year. We have our outreach in the local schools, our partnerships on campus and with the high schools and through, through Young Life and some different things. But as we think about our opportunity in ministry, one of the other things the Lord has opened up is a ministry inside the prisons through a Christian pen pal ministry. Chuck Long has helped pioneer that ministry here at Wildwood, and several of you are participating with him, writing letters to inmates. And reflecting on how he has seen God work, Chuck shared this story. He says, I've seen this ministry grow since we had the ministry outreach fairs back in the lobby earlier this year. We started with just a couple of volunteers, and now we have over 13 writing to 23 different inmates. We're writing to both men and women, but primarily to men. These people are in a very dark place and are reaching out to a friend who will listen and who cares. I encourage them in their walk of faith and have a teaching portion of my letters on all sorts of things, such as grace or faith, difficulties in following Christ, the hope that we have in heaven and a number of other things. I then will close out by letting them know that I'm praying for them, for their protection, for maturity, for boldness. And one of the aspects of this ministry is that they let me know that my letters have been really encouraging to them and that they pass them around to other inmates who read them and are also encouraged. Chuck says, there have been times that I did not really know what to write But he believed that the Holy Spirit led him to put certain things down on paper as he communicated with different inmates. There was one particular pen pal who in his initial letter said that he hated his life and he wanted to die and was even considering killing himself. Chuck came and talked to me. We we had a conversation about this and and prayed about it. And he said that that conversation was was helpful as a starting point. But then the Spirit led him to, to write a number of other things. And he shared that with that inmate. Chuck says he really enjoys this ministry. He comments that he's a quiet and a reserved person, but he enjoys writing. He finds it hard to share the gospel and things verbally, but writing is not a problem. Chuck said this, he says, I'm excited when I see letters in the basket. We have a basket where letters from these inmates come in and then they're distributed. And he says, as a coordinator, if I see a letter for someone else, I always notify them that they have a letter to ensure that things keep moving along. He says, I'm truly grateful that the Lord has led me to this ministry and that Wildwood has given me the opportunity to run it. Praise the Lord that we get to be for the community and share the love of God with those even in prison as we think about the influence that we're able to have and the reach. You know, for some of you, you may be like Chuck. 
speaking with somebody face-to-face may be challenging, but maybe you're good with words on paper and you'd love to be a part of this Pen Pal outreach. We'll know that it's possible to connect and participate with that. On our website, under the Serve tab, under our community, you can find all of our opportunities to serve locally, including this Pen Pal ministry there. This is just one of many stories we could share of how the Lord has been at work for the community through the ministry here at Wildwood. But not only do we have the privilege of being for the church and for the community, but we also have the privilege of being for the nations. Wildwood, as we heard about in the video, is able to partner with over two dozen missionaries around the world proclaiming the gospel in in different countries, including the nation of Latvia, where Wildwood this year helped celebrate the 25th anniversary of our involvement with Latvian Christian Radio. And Bruce Hess has been right in the middle of that. So I would invite now uh, Bruce Hess, who's our teaching pastor, to come and to share with us a little bit about how God has been at work allowing us to be for the nations in Latvia. By the way, Bruce, bring back the mustache, man. We saw it earlier in the video. We would love it. Maybe 2019 can be the year we get that back. I'm not so sure about that one. Uh, But thank you for that wonderful compliment. Hey, you know, it is such a thrill to be able to share a little bit more about one of God's wondrous works, and that is that he allowed Wildwood to play a very pivotal role in the founding of Latvian Christian Radio. And I just returned from 10 days in Latvia where we were celebrating that 25th anniversary. And before I share a little bit more about what went on there, I want to just do a little bit of a backstory because some of us may not be aware of how God's providence was at work in allowing us to have this privilege. I want to take you back to the late 1950s and the early 1960s, and there were two boys who grew up living 22 miles apart. One of them lived in Yonkers in New York City, and the other one lived just across the Hudson River in Bergen County, New Jersey. And they never knew one another in those years at all. Uh, Both grew up with exposure to the church, but were not followers of Christ. Later on, both trusted in Christ. Uh, Both ended up in the state of Oklahoma. And those two boys met as men at Wildwood Community Church in the late 1980s. And one of those boys was myself, being at Wildwood as a young pastor, and the other one was Ilgvars Vermelis, who uh, had his family flee from Latvia in 1944 uh, to avoid the Soviets, and then uh, went to Germany and eventually immigrated to the U.S. And Ilgvar, you see a picture there of us in 1990 when we first traveled to Latvia, and there's a third person in this story I want to share with you a little bit about. His name is Tallis Talbergs who's always lived in Latvia. And in that picture, which we just took this last week, you see me and Ilgvars in the middle there, and on the right is Tallis Talbergs. And Tallis was the first contemporary Christian artist in the Soviet era in Latvia. And when we first traveled there, we would often speak in Soviet culture halls. Tallis would do the music, Ilgvars would do the translation, and I would do the preaching. And in those first years, we went to more than 30 cities and towns in the nation. And one of those times we were out traveling, we stayed in an abandoned building. You say, why an abandoned building? Well, there were no hotels in the Soviet era. And so we were in this abandoned building, and I asked Tallis this question. I said, Tallis, if you could wave a magic wand and make anything happen 
what would it be? And he said, my dream has always been that there would be Christian radio in Latvia. And so in that abandoned building, we got down on our knees and we prayed that God would open that opportunity up for there to be Christian radio in Latvia. And God was at work. And what was God, I believe, was doing for Wildwood at that very moment is something that I see Paul describing in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9. When he says regarding Macedonia, he says, a wide door, literally a great door for effective service has been opened to me. And I believe that is what God was doing for Wildwood. And as Paul also says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12, he said, a door was opened for me, and I like this last phrase, by the Lord. And that's exactly what God was doing. And so in 1993, Latvian Christian Radio began, and Wildwood was very involved. We sent a number of people there to help set it all up. And uh, beginning in August of this year, uh, Latvian Christian Radio moved from its original location that it had been in for 25 years to a new rental space. Uh, They're paying less rent per month It is 20% larger than where they were before, and it's very beautifully decorated. It had been uh, owned by an architectural firm before the radio moved in. So just to take you back, as we went to Latvia, I want you to see a picture here we have of one of the radio studios. And of course, they play Christian music for a lot of the uh, part of the day. And you see there Christina, who's one of the DJs. She's on in the morning. She's got this infectious personality. People really like her. And then another just shot I want to show you is of a TV studio that exists there. And you see Tallis on the left with a couple of pastors. And uh, they do an audio recording and a video recording of this. It's watched on the internet uh, in many, many countries. And uh, so that's, that's a, a quick look at a few of the key places there in, in the new radio station. But the primary teaching over all these 25 years has come from Charles Stanley from Atlanta and the sermons that I have given at Wildwood over the years. And two times every week, there is a radio program, which we have entitled Treasures for Every Day, where we give the Bible exposition. We have our sermons here transcribed. They are translated into Latvian. And then there is an individual there who actually reads those messages. One of the things I found out in this trip that I did not really know, I knew there were many, many, many listeners to the radio station. But I found out the newest numbers in the nation indicate there are 150,000 listeners to Latvian Christian radio who average four to five hours a day. And in a nation of some two million people, that is a high percentage. In fact, Latvian Christian radio, number one radio station in the entire nation, more listeners than any other one. And tens of thousands of more listen through the internet. Uh, Latvians who've been flung out of the country to find jobs and so forth. People in the UK, in Ireland, Sweden, Norway, and many other countries. Now, when we went there for the 25th anniversary, one of the things we did is we invited listeners to come and to tour the building. And after they toured the building, they saw some of these things that you saw. We would have some refreshments. We would sit down at a table and uh, have some refreshments with them, and then interact with them, ask them, what was the impact of the radio station? How has it made a difference in your life? And then after we had that time with them, we would walk over a few feet, and we would take a picture with them in front of the LKR, Latvian Christian Radio sign, 
And uh, that was fun. We had different groups come by and we would take a picture with them and they really treasured that. They had their phones out taking those pictures. Uh, and, and what happened to me, interestingly enough, it was about 24 hours for me to leave home and to get there. And I wanted to come see the new radio station. And so I showed up pretty disheveled because I hadn't had any break or any opportunity to clean up. But there was a man there who was visiting and he told a little of his story. And here's the man there and his youngest son right next to him. Part of his story is that his 17-year-old son had recently drowned having a seizure while he was swimming. His daughter, Anya, who is 20, is in some sort of last stage of epilepsy where she is fully paralyzed. He showed us a picture of her just kind of curled up on her bed. And he says, this is what Latvian Christian Radio means to me. We keep it beside Anya's bed 24 hours a day. And he said, the great encouragement in her life is to be able to listen to Latvian Christian radio, the messages and the music that are there. He's a great man of faith. He, he said to me, you know, I'm gonna see my 17-year-old son again. But he said, I want you to know I have deep, deep appreciation for LKR. And it was a privilege for us to gather around him and to pray for him. But I'm gonna share with you a, a number of other comments that some of these listeners gave. And, and actually, as they came and we sat around that table that you saw there, uh, I would simply write into my phone things that they were saying, and I have multiple pages of them here. I'm not gonna read all of them, but I wanna read a few of the highlights. What does LKR mean to you? One person said, I was driving and accidentally found LKR. The message brought tears to my eyes and led me to repentance. Another person said this, I can't express my appreciation. You here at the radio station, you get it straight. It's so great your hearts are here proclaiming the gospel and God's word. A third person shared this, I was suicidal. Two times I tried to hang myself. I went and laid in the street asking God to run me over. LKR changed my life and brought me strength and encouragement. A young mother shared this. She said, I'm often stuck at home with four kids. LKR is like going to church every day. Someone else said this. She said, I love listening to the program Treasures for Every Day. Do you even know how important your ministry is? It's classic. One lady said this. I came to Christ at the age of 76, I have been attending a Russian Orthodox church with the services in the ancient Slavonic language. It's sort of like a service here in Latin. She goes, I can't understand a word. I have now listened to LKR for a year. I understand it all, and I have really grown spiritually. And then I heard the story of a Russian businessman who was planning to commit suicide by shooting himself he was randomly per perusing through the radio dial while driving, and he came upon LKR. He was about to drive out of signal range, and so he stopped his car to finish listening to the program. And he said, you know what? I want to meet the speaker on that program. And that speaker was a pastor who went and visited him and led him to Christ. Heard from another young married gal who was there with her young kids, and she said, my father left our family of five kids years ago and walked away from God. My mother was heartbroken. Recently, my dad got sick with cancer, and he came back home, and he began to listen to LKR. 
He has now repented. Praise the Lord. And one other person said this, LKR is pure God's word. Now, I want to introduce you to one other individual who is actually the Latvian voice of our program, Treasures for Every Day, and his name is Giannis Poxtello. Giannis Poxtello has been doing this for 25 years now. He is one of the leading actors in the nation of Latvia, began being the Latvian voice of the program as a nominal Catholic. As the word of God was being poured through him, he trusted in Christ as his Savior, and he's been an active witness in the active community. And one of the things that's interesting about Giannis and myself is I speak a little bit of broken Latvian. He speaks absolutely no English. And even though we have seen one another a couple of times before and just sort of thanked one another for the roles we play, we've never had a conversation. And I wanted to do that. So I got him with me in the TV studio with a translator, and we just began to interact back and forth. And this is one of the things he said to me. He said, I've had a a prominent role in acting in Latvia. He said, my greatest acting role I ever had was playing Joseph as the lead in the play, Joseph and His Brothers. But then he leaned forward and he said, but Bruce, I want you to know the greatest role in my life has been being the Latvian voice for Treasures for Every Day. And he said, it is my lifeblood to do that. And after we had met and we had talked, he called Tallis up and he said to Tallis, after our time together, he said, I'm 27 centimeters off the ground, which I guess is a European way of saying, you know, I'm sort of floating above the ground. Uh, One of the cool things that we learned that they've just developed an excellent app uh, called the LKR app. You could download it anytime. It's free. And it's really a great thing for the young people of the nation who can listen on their phones and can listen on their notebooks. And the beauty of it is you can access the archives of 25 years of messages in addition to that. And so one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to just show you how this program begins. And I wanted you to hear the voice of Giannis Poxtello because I just love listening to him even when I don't know what he's saying. And so I just want you to listen. This will be the beginning of the program. And then you will hear Giannis introduce the program. coming. Skanmācītāja Brūsa Hesa veidotais raidījums Dārgumi katrai dienai. Now you're going to hear Jānis's voice. Es ļoti priecājos būt atkal kopā ar jums. Lūdzu paņemiet savu bībeli un atvarēt tajā otru vēstuli Timotejam. Kādā Londons laikrakstā bija ievietots šāds slūdinājums. He's basically introducing the, the study in 1 Timothy. It's amazing what God has done. You know, one of the things I found out is over these 25 years, they've had people calling in prayer requests. One million prayer requests over 25 years. And I just wish I could, I wish I could have had you with me so that you could see the joy in their faces. I did capture this. This is one church group who came in and they wanted to sing a song of blessing for Latvian Christian Radio, so check it out. Oh, 
amazing. And when I think about that, nobody takes credit for it. It's part of the wondrous works of God. And I think what, what Paul says in Ephesians 1.6, he says, this is what it's all about. It's to the praise of the glory of his grace. God has done great things. Amen. Amen, right? I, I love that story. Just one of the places where the Lord is, by his grace, given us an opportunity to have ministry over the years. You know, as we watch that video or listen to that broadcast, I don't know if you were like me, you're kind of leaning in, wishing you could understand that, but also reminded that the Lord can. The Lord speaks Latvian, and so he receives praise from every tribe and tongue and people upon the earth, and praise the Lord for that and for him allowing us to see his work among the nations. So we've talked a little bit about being for the church or for the community or for the nations. All of these, again, just representative of some of what we've seen the Lord do. But also I want to talk a bit about being for the next generation. And when we talk about next generation ministries here at Wildwood, we're, we're talking about our opportunity to be used by God to have an influence among those who are college age and below, so children and, and students. And we've just seen the Lord do so many wonderful things over the last 12 months in those areas. And I just want to share a couple of, of stories with you about that. One of them comes from the Buell family who wants to share a story about how our student ministries, middle school and high school, have impacted their family. They said 2018 was the year that we watched our daughter be baptized in April and our son be baptized in November. My husband and I are so thankful for the dedication shown to our kids by the youth staff members and volunteers who have poured love and direction into our children's lives. Jesus has shown himself faithful through Wildwood's youth leaders and volunteers who have walked with our kids and discipled our kids. I've seen Jesus and those who have touched our kids' lives. Praise the Lord for his wondrous work in bringing so many young people into a relationship with him. You know, when we have a baptism service and we have, you know, dozens of young people under the age of 18 be baptized, never miss the miracle of that. The fact that God is inviting and working through his spirit, leading people into a relationship with him. And the Buell family tells us just some of the stories of what God has done in that way. Another aspect of our next generation ministry, though, is our, our ministry to those who are, uh, have a special needs child. This is something that we've been uh, doing here at Wildwood for the last number of years, and it's impacted a number of families, but maybe um, something that you were unaware of. If you don't have a special needs child or have a friend who does, this might be a ministry that just kind of runs in the background for you. But every Sunday, uh, there are children with special needs who are ministered to in very special ways here at Wildwood. One of the stories that is shared about that ministry comes from the Holderby family. And they shared this via social media recently. They said, words can't express how much we love Wildwood. Two years ago, we visited for the first time, unaware that children were singing during the worship time. Imagine uh, just if your very first Sunday was when the kids were singing up here at the front for Christmas. Uh, that was their first Sunday. They said, we nervously took our preschooler to class and explained that he was unable to talk, scared of loud noises, and we were unsure how it would go. 
But at the end of that service, our boy came walking out onto stage wearing his favorite red backpack and some headphones. As children were singing of Jesus' birth, tears were rolling down our eyes. What a heart-healing experience, finding a church that fully accepted our child and met him where he was. Wow, what has been such a blessing to our whole family. To God be the glory. Just thinking about that child who's now just a part of Wildwood in so many different ways and thinking about an experience I had with him at VBS last summer. I, I taught one of the days and shared the gospel with kids, invited any child who was interested in following Christ to raise their hand in response. And this little boy raised his hand that day, said, I want to follow Jesus. I just want to praise God for his wonder for his works. But also inside of our special needs ministry, it's a reminder, it's not just the child that we minister to, but also the whole family and um, just friends with the Colliers, Kelly and Melissa Collier, and thinking about what the Lord has done through this ministry and the lives of their family. And if you were with us back in November, you saw their daughter Hannah be baptized, but you might not know the story behind Hannah's baptism. And so this morning, I, I wanted us to hear a little bit about that story. And so I sat down with Kelly and Melissa recently, and they talked about how God had worked. Join me in watching this. My name's Kelly Collier. This is my wife, Melissa. We've been members at Wildwood now for, I think, six years. And uh, we've been asked to share a little bit about how God has worked in our lives over the past year. And to do that, I have to give a little bit of context uh, over how we got here. And, uh, you know, that was a weird journey. So Mark and I, uh, the 2012 tornado that came through uh, ended up in a van shuttling people back and forth from, from Moore to, to Norman. And uh, so we saw each other. And anyway, through a weird series of events, about four or five other times in, in the couple of weeks or after that, and uh, we decided we needed to come and check out Wildwood. God was trying to tell us something. And the first Sunday that we came, um, the first thing that happened after worship was Mark stood up and said, we have an exciting announcement. And he introduced Brooke, who came to the stage and said um, that we have a very exciting announcement as a community church. We have a need that we felt like needs to be met in our community. So starting next week, we're going to have a children's ministry for kids with special needs. And um, so we knew that that is, um, this is where we needed to be. This is where God wanted us. Yeah. So we have a daughter with special needs. So knowing that, you know, we have a daughter with special needs, she's 18 now. Um, but when we first came here um, a while back and she started in Miss Emily's class, um, Hannah just was so happy to be in that class, and, and Miss Emily actually introduced us to a girl who came. Her name is Carrie, and she was starting um, a ministry at Young Life. And so, roundabout way, we Hannah started going to Young Life Capernaum, and she got to go to camp at. Um, with Young Life at a frontier camp in Colorado for eight days, which was a lot for us because... She's never been away from home She's that never been away from home. And on that, on, during that time, she decided that she was going to give her life to God and started believing in Jesus. And it was an amazing journey for her. And as soon as she got home from camp, from that day, she goes, when can I get baptized? And she asked us almost every day 
<laughs> when can I get baptized? So that's when we decided that we were going to get her baptized at Wildwood. I don't know. I guess a month ago now, a few weeks ago, uh, Hannah was baptized here at Wildwood, and uh, and it was it was pretty emotional for me, uh, and mostly because when she was born, the doctors didn't give her much hope. They said, take her home and love her. And so she's just, her whole life exceeded expectations. And for us, um, you know, obviously, we took her home and, and loved her, and uh, she continues to amaze us, and she continues to be inspiration to us. And so the fact that she climbed a mountain surprised us, um, and the fact that she came home and she said that um, she wanted to be Jesus' best friend surprised us. And so we're, uh, you know, over the past year, we've been overpaid and overblessed, and we're just looking forward to what she's going to surprise us with next. My name is Hannah Lake and I like Pastor Mark, and I like to go to our class on Friday nights. I trusted Jesus at Young Life Camp. Jesus is my best friend. I want to be baptized because I want to show my friends my favorite Bible story. That was art because he saved all the animals. I want to thank Carrie and all my friends for coming to watch me get baptized. I feel like Emily and Brooke and you. I just love that story. I love the faithfulness of God uh, to work in Hannah's life. And it's just such a reminder again that every one of us matters to the Lord. If you're here today and you wonder, uh, does God, is God aware of my situation? Is he aware of me? Does it, do I matter to him? The answer to that is an emphatic yes. He sent his son to die for you. He desires for you to walk with him and to follow him this year for for him to work in your life in significant ways so that you have stories to tell, not only now, but also into next year. This morning, we have spent some time meditating on the majesty of God, reflecting on his works over the last 12 months. And, you know, these were just representative. We've thought about the things he has done as a church, as a community, among the nations or the next generation. And I know you have stories to share as well. And so I would just encourage you at some point, today or tomorrow or New Year's Day, to just spend some time sharing at least one thing with someone in your life that you have seen the Lord do in the last year. And have that be an encouragement for you as you're able to follow Jesus into 2019. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for just your goodness to us and your love and your provision. We, we thank you for how you have worked in our lives and in the life of this church family over the last 12 months. What a blessing uh, you have extended to us in that way. Father, we, we pray that, that as we meditate on your wondrous works, as we reflect upon your majesty, Father, that our hearts would be encouraged and we would trust you more and follow you, that we would lay our lives down before you as a living sacrifice in the year ahead. Thank you for just the work that you have done, and the work that you will do in our lives. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.